Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can build your dream business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hey, hey, and welcome back to My Business Playbook. It is so good to be with you today. If I haven't met you before, my name is Laura Higgins. Welcome. In this quick win episode, we're just kind of like, imagine that we're sitting on the couch, we're having a conversation about something kind of vulnerable. (laughs) There's a moment that we have all experienced where we launch an offer and we put it out there and we think it's going to go gangbusters. People are going to be knocking on your door saying, oh my goodness, take my credit card. And instead, we hear crickets. Tell me I'm not alone. Have you ever had a moment where you've launched an idea for a product or a service and you have like, you've poured blood, sweat and tears into the creation of it. You've got the landing page. You've got the like inclusions. You've created it already and you put it to market and people don't buy it. It feels like a fail. And so today I want to talk to you about what you should do in this moment. So if you have a moment where you are like, why isn't this offer selling? Why isn't this working? This is the process that you need to follow. And firstly, I want to just kind of let you know, any good business owner has plenty of ideas daily. I think what makes a good business owner a great business owner is defining which ideas are great ideas because we can come up with a bunch of good ideas all day long. If you're creative, if you're an entrepreneur, if that's how you're wired, you are not going to have a shortage of ideas. What we need to do is we need to actually come up with Firstly, a decision-making filter that allows us to identify which ideas are the great ideas, not just the good ideas. Because if a good idea has come to you in an instant, it's highly likely it's come to someone else in an instant and they've tried it too and it hasn't worked. The great ideas are often the ones that we have to search for, the ones that we kind of have to dig around and actually really go deep to find. And, you know, that's a general rule. I think sometimes we can come up with really great ideas and, you know, right place, right time. It's kind of, um, I don't know if you've read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, but she talks about ideas coming to you. And if you're not ready for the idea, it will move on to someone else. And I really do believe that that's the case in business as well. However, when it comes to launching something, whether it's a new service, a new product, maybe it's a course, maybe it's a digital product, whatever it is, If you launch something and it doesn't work, you have two responses. Response number one is go into some sort of shame spiral and feel like, okay, the world has ended. I'm no good at this. I should go back to my day job. I'm a terrible business owner and, you know, I have bad teeth (laughs) or something. I don't know. Whatever that that shame spiral looks like for you. Um, It's easy to go into option A, which is the shame spiral, which is, oh, I can't believe I put in so much effort and people don't want what I'm putting out there. Okay, that's option A. Option B is we investigate. And I am often telling my clients in the Next Level Club, hey, if something doesn't sell, it's an opportunity to investigate. 
And probably there's an element where you could have done some investigation before you launched it. So I am going to give you really simply, I'm going to give you a four step process to investigate when something doesn't go as planned, when an offer doesn't sell. And I'm specifically talking about a service or a course or a digital product or a product of some kind. When it doesn't sell, how do we respond? Because we don't want to go into that shame spiral land, right? So here's what we need to look at first. As I said, we need to investigate. We need to diagnose what the problem is because there could be multiple factors that are making this thing not sell. So before we kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater, what we want to do is we actually want to investigate and look at, okay, is it this part of it? Is it this part of it? Like we kind of have to look at it like a puzzle and we're trying to piece all of the puzzle pieces together to make it work. So when you do get it to work, it's amazing. But like almost every offer that we've launched, we've had to do this process of, okay, is this the right offer? Is this the right price point? Is this the right name for the offer? Is this the right marketing message? Is this the right sales process? So we need to think about all of these things. It's not just a once and done, overnight, you're done, see you later. This is why I have an issue with people talking about passive income because I think it implies that you do no work and it's just simply not true. Once you've done the work, it can be passive, but it does take some work initially, right? And I think it's a fallacy to think you're gonna do that overnight. Um, Otherwise, like if that were the case, every single person would be doing it and they'd be doing it really well. But that's not the case. A lot of people do it. Few people do it really, really well. So what we want to do first off is we need a decision making filter. We need to take a beat. Anytime you have a great idea that you're like, this is my million dollar idea. Anytime you have that idea, take a moment and you need to filter this decision. Is this a good idea? Is this a great idea? Is this something that my customer needs? Is this something that they're asking for? Is this something that they want? Because those are two different things, right? I know plenty of things that creative service providers need, but what they want is often a little different. And so we need to make sure that our messaging speaks to what they want while still delivering what is really going to help them and and give them what they need, right? So first thing you need to do, step one, is you need to put a decision-making filter in place so that you're not executing on a million ideas that you have. You're actually going, okay, I've got some good ideas happening here. I'm going to write them down and I'm going to look at these. Does my customer need it? Do they want it? Have they asked me for it? Is this a great idea? Is this a profitable idea? Is this scalable? We need to be asking these questions upfront before we touch our computer. (laughs) Don't create something until you've gone through this decision-making filter. And this decision-making filter is something we like to work through with our clients so that they understand, okay, this is a good idea, but maybe it's not the right idea for me for right now. And that's okay. Ideas, they come and they go, and that's totally fine. But if you hold on to something so tight because it's like, no, I must do it. I must do it this way. You are going to find that you can't respond to what the market is telling you it wants. Think about ChatGPT. It came in and immediately overnight kind of changed a lot of business models for people. You could either respond by going, well, AI, that stinks. Like what? People people who use that are dumb. Or 
you could respond to what the market is saying and go, okay, could I leverage this? So we need to have flexibility. We need to kind of be a little bit more loosey-goosey with our offers so that we've got flexibility to respond when someone says multiple times, if your niche is saying, I want this, I want this, I want this, I need this, this is my problem, this is my challenge. They are telling you something. And if you don't respond to that, if you don't craft offers that speak to that thing that they want, then you're not serving them. So it's really important that we we craft offers that meet the need of our people. So the first thing is you need a decision-making filter. Maybe for you, it's right. I've got to sleep on it. Um, I've got to be thinking about it for the next week. I took my niece shopping to get some new sneakers. She's very particular about her shoes. And uh, my sister and my brother-in-law are like, she's at that age where like she wears the, the most hilarious outfit. She wants to wear like fairy dresses and like, I don't know, crazy socks. And she just does, she's at that, that age. And they're kind of like, you can wear whatever you want so long as your shoes are good. Like if, you, if you've got good shoes on, people will think, okay, cool, she's fine. So we went to the shops and we, we had this process and every pair of shoes, like she'd pick up the, the purple shoes, she'd pick up the rainbow shoes, she'd pick up the sequin shoes. And she'd be like, Lala, I want this. And can you get me another pair too? And like, she had strict orders from my sister saying, you are allowed one pair of shoes. So she was kind of like pushing the boundaries. She was trying to get the things. She was really tossing up between these two. And she was really like, I just want you to buy me both. And I was like, no, we can't do that. So we went and got our nails done and we sat and I said, do you know what, Sonny? Here's what we're going to do. We are going to sit here and get our nails done. And you're going to have a think about the shoes that you want. And it was hilarious because Shelly, my sister, was like, Laura, like, that's so funny that you made her do that. Like, you made her sit down and process what she wanted because she loves, she's like a big thinker. She likes to think things through. And I was like, listen, we're going to sit down. You're going to think about which ones you want and you're going to make the right decision. So we're just going to sit down. We're going to think about it. And like, as we're getting our nails done, she sat and she pondered. And I was like, what, what are you kind of thinking? And she's like, you know what? I really like these ones, but I actually think I'm going to go the aqua ones. I think I'm going to wear those more. And I'm like, you're five. (laughs) Like, I don't know how you got so sensible, but I love it so much. And so we were like, great. Well, let's go. Let's go get the aqua shoes. But it was good because we put a bit of distance between the shoes in front of her that she was like, these had sequins and it has a unicorn on it. And the moment of decision. And in a lot of ways, we need to do that when we get this brainwave overnight that we're like, this is the offer. This is going to like, you know, change everything. We need to put a bit of space. We need to go to the proverbial nail salon and sit down and go, is this a good idea or is it a great idea or is it not my idea? Does it not, is it not for me? So we need to really make sure our decisions go through that filter. The second thing is your offer needs to do the heavy lifting for you. So if your offer itself, as in the inclusions, the price, the promise, the bonuses, whatever it is, if the result that you are offering people, the promise of your service or your product is not meeting the need of your people, if it's not solving a felt problem that they have, it will not sell. It doesn't matter if one person one time said, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd buy that. That's not research (laughs) because they haven't bought it, have they? (laughs) They haven't. So what we need to do is we need to think about, okay, could the name of my offer sell my service in a more compelling way? 
Can it hook people more? Is the promise compelling enough? Is it clear enough? Am I selling the solution in my offer? So that's the second step. We need to sell the solution. We need to solve a felt problem in our offers. If your customer is not knocking on your door saying, I would love help with this. This is the thing keeping me up at night. This is the challenge. This is the big thing that I want. If they're not saying that to you like on repeat, probably it's it's not going to be something that people instantly go, yeah, I'm in. I have sold things on calls regularly. We sell the Next Level Club, which is a $10,000 a year investment. We sell it on the call and people pay in full on the call. A lot of people do that. Not everyone does that, but a lot of people do that. Why do you think it sells like that? Because for my people, it solves a felt need, a felt problem that they have. It meets a need and it sells the solution. And we've worked on that for months. We've worked on our offer. We refine our offer. We refine the way we speak about our offer. So don't underestimate the power of your offer and the impact that your offer is having on your bottom line. The wrong offer to the right audience is still the wrong offer. In the same way, the right offer to the wrong audience is still the wrong offer. You've got to have both. You've got to have the right offer to the right audience. I sounded a little bit like Dr. Zeus just then, and I realized that that's like kind of funny. (laughs) So what I want you to do, if your offer has not sold, I want you to, okay, Think about future you, put it, put that decision-making filter in place so that next time you go to sell an offer, you've actually gone, okay, is this a good idea or is this a great idea, right? Second step is, okay, is my offer solving a problem or is it just something that's nice to have? Because if it's nice to have, people are not going to buy it because they're going to buy the need to have first. So that's what we really need to think about. We need to think about the pricing. We need to think about the name. We need to think about the inclusions. We need to think about the promise of the offer, how we're communicating that. And ultimately, is this something that my customer needs? If it's something that is keeping your customer up at night, that is the makings of a great offer. Okay, so that's step two. Step three in your investigation, what you want to do, and again, if you're looking at a launch that you've done or you've kind of putting an offer out there, maybe you're running ads on an offer and you're like, why is this not selling? Step two is to look at your messaging. So again, this is kind of an extension of your offer. But the messaging is really the way in which you are marketing the thing. So it could be maybe your language isn't quite right. Maybe your language isn't simple enough. Maybe you're not hooking people enough or you're not connecting to the problem that your customers have in your marketing. So if you're not speaking their language, it's really difficult for them to go, oh, okay, I need what you're selling because you're not actually messaging it in a way that makes sense to them. So your messaging really speaks to your copy. It also speaks to your marketing strategy, the way you sell the thing, the words that you use to sell the thing. So it could be your ad copy. It could be your website copy. It could be the words that you say on a video when you're talking about the offer. You need to hook people and you need to hook them quickly. And your message is the most important part because it allows people to go, oh, I totally relate to that. And then that sends them to the offer, right? So if we think about your sales process, if we think about the way in which you get clients or get leads, if you think about your messaging as like the top of funnel, it's the marketing, it's the the words that you use, it's the way that you actually get people to go, oh yeah, I, I feel that, I definitely relate to that. Then that when they see the offer, that's the next part. 
So the messaging is what happens up top. We need to have that right if we want to sell more of our offers, right? So we need to tweak our messaging. It might mean tweaking the words that you use on your website. That might be the next step, right? The fourth part that I want you to investigate is your sales process. So we've talked about the offer. We've talked about your message. We've talked about the way in which you make decisions on whether or not this is a good or great offer. Now we want to think about your sales process. So when you think about your offer that you have right now that isn't working, or maybe you have an offer that you think you could optimize and make better, I want you to think about how you sell it right now. Do you sell it just direct from your website? Do you sell it, like maybe it's a product that people can just go click and purchase, right? Do you sell it via a sales call? Do you sell it via DMs? How do you actually sell the thing? Do you sell it via a webinar or a masterclass or whatever it is? How do you sell the thing currently? And could you optimize that part of the process? So when we think about, you know, selling via a website, for example, you might want to look at, okay, let's A-B test two different landing pages and let's see which one performs better. You really have to investigate. And if you're too lazy to investigate, then you don't actually, you shouldn't get the results. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being blunt. But honestly, like the amount of work we do to get our offers to work, it, it really doesn't happen overnight. It is like a puzzle and piecing it all together. So you have to be prepared to investigate and to do the deep work required to sell the thing that you want to sell. So maybe it's looking at, okay, well, is my mobile site not performing very well? Like we need to start investigating. Okay, well, how many, another example, like with the website, let's say you've got a landing page that sells the thing. How many landing page views have I got? How many conversions have I got? Like you need to actually know your numbers. Okay, if I'm not getting the conversions that I want, like what, what could be the problem here? Maybe I don't have enough calls to action. Maybe uh, the page is loading too slowly. Maybe the checkout button doesn't work. Like you have to investigate what could be going wrong here. So we need to think about, okay, can I A-B test these different landing pages? Is my sales process too long? Is it too, like, am I not warming people up enough? So we need to start thinking about, okay, how is the customer experiencing this purchasing process, this sales process? Don't think about, you know, if, if you have customers going, like abandoning their cart or whatever that looks like, if you have customers ghosting you, it tells you something about your sales process. That's kind of the hole we need to plug, right? So all of these things, they're all different areas, but these are all like contributing to whether or not your offer sells. So I just want to kind of recap. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to get crystal clear in your decision-making process. I want you to think these things through. You need to have people asking you for the thing. You need to actually do some research and ask your dream customers, hey, is this something that you would buy? Like research, hello, like you've got to actually do that. Otherwise, people are just going to be like, like we're, we're kind of making it up as we go, right? So make sure that you are doing your due diligence before. Okay, so that's step one. Step two, is your offer compelling enough? Is it punchy enough? Is it like drawing people in? Is it hooking people straight away? Is the promise clear? Step three, what's going on in your marketing and your messaging? Are you speaking your customer's language? Are you making it simple? Are you connecting with their problems? Are you like linking that in really well with your offer? 
Are your ads strong? Are they like connecting straight away? That's all about your messaging. And then the final part is about your sales process. How are you selling this thing? Could that be tuned up a little? Is your landing page not converting as, as well as you'd like? Okay, that tells us we've got to investigate. Maybe our marketing is great, but maybe we're just not converting on the final step. Awesome. That's the next thing we need to fix. So we need to get good at diagnosing and investigating the problem and not just going, oh, the offer sucks. I'm terrible at business. Like we can't do that. We actually need to go a layer deeper, do the work and investigate why it's not working. And one final thing I will say here, some offers just aren't great and that is okay. This is why even when people come to us in the next level club and they say, I like one of my big goals is I want to start a course. One of the big things we say is, all right, sell it first. If you can sell it from a landing page with a really simple tagline that says, hey, this is the program, here's how much it costs, uh, this is when we're doing it. If you can get people interested in that, then you can go and create the thing. So before you go and develop all these new products or services or new offers, which I see a lot of people doing right now because they're throwing spaghetti at a wall, hoping that something sticks. Before you go and do that, I want you to come back to this, <laughs> listen to this, and I want you to try to think about the research, the decision-making, the offer itself, the messaging and marketing, and the sales process. Alrighty, I love your work. And hey, if you do wanna work with me on like pulling all of these things together, we have an epic framework called the La La Level Up Framework. And this is where I teach our Next Level Club clients how to communicate like a boss, how to attract their dream clients on, on autopilot, how to convert without feeling icky, how to actually like sell really well, and how to scale using systems. So if you wanna learn that framework, then send me a DM on Instagram with the words next level, and I'll send you all of the info. Um, otherwise you can head on over to laurahiggins.com and you can check out the Next Level Club and all the things we're about. So if you wanna actually learn how to develop offers that sell like crazy, then that could be a really great next step for you. Alrighty, my friend, I hope that you have a wonderful week. I love your work. And hey, if you love this episode, please share it with a business buddy who you think needs to hear it um, because we really want to get this podcast out far and wide and it means the world to me if you can share it with a friend. Alrighty, love your work. I'll see you back here same time, same place next week. In the meantime, go get them. <laughs>